0: And that was the love theme from Blue Lagoon. Emily McAuliffe is a Melbourne travel writer who recently was invited to spend five days in the pure luxury of Fiji's Turtle Island, the exclusive resort where they filmed that movie Blue Lagoon, which was a pretty risque movie for its time. But the film inspired the resort owner to build more burets and plant more tropical vegetation to give others a taste of island living. The rest is history. With only 14 couples on the island at any one time, it's an all-inclusive retreat where you can have your own beach. And Emily found plenty to do, as she explains to Graham Kemlo.
1: So I've got Emily McAuliffe on the line. Emily is a Melbourne-based travel writer who's been represented both in Australian uh, publications and uh, offshore. She's a member of, uh, of the Australian Society of Travel Writers. In fact, she's on the board there. And, uh, I want to welcome you to Travel Writers Radio.
2: Thanks for having me. Good to be here.
1: We love talking to travel writers because, uh, you know, we all have a, a, a similar function in life and some of us have other jobs. Uh, and I know uh, travel writing and all you do, but it's obviously an important part of, of your world. And recently you went to Turtle Island and people listening who are not in Australia or perhaps in the South Pacific might wonder where the heck is Turtle Island? Never heard of it. It sounds promising with a name like that. But uh, tell us a little bit about Turtle Island, Em.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so Turtle Island is in Fiji. Um, so it's about 500 acres. And to the, the northwest of Fiji, there's a little chain of island called the Yasawas And Turtle Island is almost in the middle of those group of islands.
1: Okay, so to get there, you fly to Nandi?
2: Yep, that's correct. Okay, yep. which is
1: spelt with only one N. The snow, it's N A D I. If you're looking yeah, it up, yeah, yeah, that so should, um, always trip tricks people you. Up. Yes, and I think there's <laughs> a few others in Fiji a bit like that. But yeah, um, so then you, do you transfer to Yasawa on a boat or air? How do you get to the island?
2: yeah so most people would fly into Nandi and then catch a seaplane um so it's a beautiful 30 minute seaplane ride across all the islands amazing view um we happened to arrive in a rainstorm um oh. so we had to catch a boat across because the pilot couldn't take off um so okay. it took us about two hours on a boat so i'd say it's not as pleasant as a seaplane but um there are options i guess if i would have thought a sea
1: bad. plane ought to be waterproof
2: yeah yeah so i think it was more about the visibility yeah. um yeah it was almost a whiteout when we were there thankfully the weather cleared from there and we did find that often the weather out on the islands is better than the mainland so yeah it was fine once we got there
1: that was all good even on the boat right and yep. um, it's a one resort island is that correct?
2: Yeah that's correct so it's a private island so you're not going to be sharing it with um, any other resorts and there's only 14 berets which are like the traditional Fijian huts so it's quite small and I mean that means that you get more of a personalized experience I guess yeah sort of tucked away in the forest adults only most of the year so they open up I think twice a year for family time which is when kids are invited oh, okay. but yeah most of the time you're there with probably you know 28 guests in total.
1: okay so and how would you describe the range of guests I, I imagine there'd be honeymooners on a place like this yeah
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe Oprah covered Turtle Island quite, I can't remember when it was, quite a few years ago and she was promoting it as a honeymoon destination and oh. they said for the next few years, they pretty much only had honeymooners. American visitors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there is a lot of Americans who go there. So right. the founder, who I can talk a bit about later, um, mm. he, he's American and he's since passed away. So I think they heavily marketed to the... American market, but there were also quite a few Canadians, um, a few New Zealanders, a few Australians. It's quite an expensive island, as you can imagine, for a private island in Fiji. So you're looking at about two and a half thousand dollars a night US. So wow. if you're converting that um, into Australian dollars at the moment, it's yeah. not a cheap holiday. So that's um,
1: well over, it's like three and a half thousand Aussie.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That's almost the so, whole
1: holiday for many people.
2: Yes, it is. So it's one of those places, it's a bit of a splurge. And I think that's where you get a lot of honeymooners. There were people there having 25th wedding anniversaries, a couple of 40th birthdays. But what really surprised me was the number of repeat visitors So it's expensive, but there are some people who go every couple of years. Like some people had been four or five times and were preparing to come back again. So people love it. it. I guess if the level of
1: service is that good, why wouldn't you go back again? Now, just in the interest of transparency, you were there on a familiarisation visit, right?
2: Yes, that's correct. So So you were hosted. They hosted me.
1: Is that the flights and the accommodation?
2: Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, okay. they hosted everything. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, I was very fortunate to be able to experience it. Oh, well, obviously
1: um, they were looking to see how you, how you felt about it. So rather than get an influencer, they decided to take a journo, which I, full congratulations on that score. I'm not into influencers at all. Okay, so you've been hosted there, but we've all been hosted lots of places. Doesn't mean we write glowing reports necessarily. In fact... I also take the other perspective. If if something is so bad that to write about it is just to really criticise it heavily, I'd rather choo- I choose rather not to write about it yeah. and just give feedback to the hotel or the experience, the operator, what was wrong. But so, how yeah. did you find it? You obviously the elements of the island. You've got your forest, but I guess you've also got your beach and and water to play in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So to be honest, I'd read a little bit about it before I went, but I don't think I fully understood what the experience was. So there's actually a five night minimum and, you know, being hosted, I thought, gosh, this is very generous. Um, Often you don't get that long, but that's actually part of their proposition is that they really want people to get on Fiji time. They have quite a packed schedule of events and activities. So yeah, being a a small tropical island, I was thinking, oh, we're gonna have heaps of time to relax and read a book, but actually we were busy the whole time. (laughs) Um, full on, was it? Heaps to do, yeah. And I mean, obviously it's up to the traveler. Like if you do wanna sit around and read a book all day, you can, but yeah, you can easily spend five or seven days there so yeah some of the things that you can do when you get there is like they had a yoga instructor who was living there she did a class every morning um you could go snorkeling so you can literally just walk you know straight off the beach into the into the ocean and there's a nice little reef out the front of the resort they have a nightly cocktail party long table dinners like everyone just shows up in bare feet it's very communal so that's something that maybe you don't get at other resorts and that wow. is again one of their selling propositions so it definitely suits people I think who are keen to embrace that side who are interested in the communal aspect, chatting to the other guests, you know, making the most of the activities. So everything is included, your food, your drinks, your activities. I think scuba diving is the only thing that you'd have to pay extra for.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, you can go horse riding on the beach. They had a a games afternoon, so we played volleyball and bocce. Yeah, so it's quite quite a unique experience, I think, and not what you would maybe expect from a tropical island in Fiji. In a way, I guess, I've never actually been on a cruise, but I think it's sort of, you know, it would appeal to that market. You know, the people who like to have some things to do and they like mingling. So Um, not the drop and flop
1: uh, market. Yeah, yeah. They just want their book and their umbrella.
2: Yeah, so I mean, some people do go there and do that. And, you know, if you want moe or champagne or whatever, they'll just bring it on demand. Right. But I think... Yeah, if you do just want to kind of hide away, I'm not sure if Tuttle Island would be the best place. Um, like all the staff will get to know your name, like from day one. You know, they're like, morning, Emily, you know, what are you up to today? Um, wow. which, which is nice. Yeah. Um, pretty much everyone, you know, from the guys raking the beach to the ones making the cocktails, they knew everyone's name. Always up for a chat. So I think, yeah, I think to get the most out of it, you... Should really embrace that side. So the
1: honeymooners are probably thinking, hell, we're being, you know, our private time's being uh, taken away here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But I should also add, um, as well as all these activities, they also have 12 private beaches. Um, And every morning, they'd write up on a blackboard who was going to do what. And every second day, usually, each couple, we get allocated to a private beach for the afternoon. So basically, they'll take you in a buggy or a boat, depending on the beach, and they drop you off with a picnic and some champagne or beers or whatever you want. And you basically get the whole afternoon on a private beach. They actually have like a little vacant and occupied sign that they have at the the beach wow. entrance. So, you okay. know, like if someone's down there and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not meant to interrupt. Crash their party.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: Okay. And then you can also do um, dinners on the pontoon. So they'll drop you off on a boat on a pontoon and set up a little... Uh, table with lanterns Um, so you do get you do get private time as well and you can always opt opt to dine privately if you'd prefer not to.
1: Now who's this American fellow who started all this?
2: Yeah so it's actually quite an interesting story so it was started by an American entrepreneur called Richard Evanson and he bought the island in 1972 I think Um, he was an engineer I sort of you know got to know a little bit about him while i was there so he mm. actually passed away during covid so
0: yeah.
2: um he's no longer there but he you know seems like the type he was a bit of a workaholic i think he might have been an alcoholic at the time um you know just busy life and he'd always wanted to own an island and i think he went to fiji just for a couple of days spotted this island and said, I think I'm gonna buy it. (laughs) So he did. And at the time it was actually overrun by goats. There was nothing, there were no trees. Um, And he just steadily built it up and he kind of went to the um, surrounding villages. So there's a few villages nearby which is where most of the staff come from when you say
1: nearby you mean other islands or on this yeah
2: other other islands yeah so kind of a short short boat ride from turtle island and some of the villagers came over and i think he he employed them and he helped build up this island and he was very much trying to embrace fijian culture i think i think he you know he wanted the fijians to show him their way of life rather than the other way around and it was actually the filming of the movie blue lagoon that's right
1: Put it Turned on the Turned it into a
2: resort. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to build some little shacks, I think, to house the cast. And from that, I think he was thinking, well, I may as well invite some guests to come over. And it's just sort of built up over the years. And now his son, uh, Richard Evanson Jr., runs the resort. So, oh, yeah, we got to meet him. Yeah. And oh, he's that's doing a good story. Job.
1: Thank God Turtle's still there. There are others around Fiji, though. But Turtle's probably the... The one that many people would think of if they were thinking exclusive high end sort of holiday. Yeah?
2: yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of resorts in Fiji, so you're quite spoilt for choice. I think yeah, the reason people seem to go back to Turtle again and again is kind of that community element. There's a real continuation of stuff. So some of them have been there like over 30 years oh, okay. so these guests who come back again and again they're like oh you know there's jerry and there's Arami, rami and they kind of know all the stuff and i think that's quite unique for turtle um and i mean i can't speak for the other resorts because i'm sure other resorts oh. are doing a, a similar kind of thing and i guess because turtle's small they only have you know 14 couples at any one time but that i bet there's
1: uh, i bet you there's probably more staff than guests are there
2: Yes, there are. There's about a hundred staff, I believe. Well, and go. they're all Fijian, hundred percent Fijian. Well that's a good ratio, um, isn't it? Um. Yeah, yeah. So it's um quite incredible. Like the sustainability aspect was what surprised me. So they pretty much have all their tradespeople live there. They have a joinery, they make all their own furniture, mostly from fallen trees, like they have plumbers, uh mechanics seamstresses like they make the their room curtains and cushion covers everything is okay. done on the island like it's quite incredible
1: oh well, it sounds sounds absolutely s- sensational so how long would you recommend people uh, should spend there it sounds like five days is pretty standard but you could go longer if you want it could you
2: yeah absolutely so yeah five five would be good i think seven would probably be better if you have the money i know it's expensive there was a couple there who were there for 16 days and at the end they were like we don't want to leave we want to stay a few more days so some people stay for quite a long time i think seven would be the sweet spot because they do kind of have a weekly schedule so you know one night there's dancing another night there's an official carver ceremony another night they're Fijian choir sings. So, if you kind of want to see all the different things on each night, I think seven would be ideal.
1: Did you try the carver?
2: Yes, we did. So, they actually have um, an informal carver ceremony every night and they, they get all the staff together, so front and back of house. So, you know, the plumber was playing the guitar on the first night and they get people who you wouldn't normally interact with as a guest to come and join this carver ceremony. Everyone sits around, they give you your little cup that you get to take home. And yeah, it was so, sort of a nice way to end each evening. And I mean, it's optional, but most people got involved and you know there were guitars and singing and dancing so it's quite it, a it only atmosphere. makes you
1: numb from the neck down I found
2: yes yes it's an <laughs> interesting taste if you haven't tried it before yeah, but do you know what bit. I th- I slept so well and I was like maybe it's the cava.
1: oh it might have been yeah yeah absolutely. well it yeah. sounds like you had a great time you certainly you could recommend it to other adults what about as a family destination has it got enough to do for if you wanted to take the kids for five days
2: yeah, so kids are only allowed twice a year. So most of the time, it is an adults-only. Is that island. school holiday time they yeah, allow them? Yeah. So I think it's the July and December school holidays, okay. and they kind of put on extra activities for kids. Okay. And from what I've heard, yeah, it's quite a fun, quite a fun time. I gather for the kids your five-star kids
1: and uh,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and
1: off you go. Well, it sounds great. And yeah. you flew out of Melbourne, obviously direct, yes. or did you go via Sydney?
2: Yeah, we did go direct. Um, right. Fiji Airways flew we straight into Nandi. Yeah, no, the flight the flight was fine. We actually took a late-night flight, so we kind of flew overnight. through the night. Yeah. yeah, so it's only, I think it was about five hours. Um, yeah, and it, w- it was fine. We just flew um, economy. But the time is ahead
1: of ours, so you'd have arrived, your five-hour flight would have arrived, had you arriving for breakfast, yeah?
2: Yes, but then we got stuck because of the weather so we actually ended up staying on the mainland for most of the day while we were trying to wait for this storm to pass uh, Um, but yeah we so we should have arrived for breakfast but we arrived about in time for dinner
1: (laughs) very good well it sounds like you had a bulla time
2: Yes, yes, you'll hear plenty of bullers if you you go there, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) Well, Emily, thanks so much for sharing your little holiday with us. And uh, I'm sure there are listeners out there who probably don't know much about Turtle Island. And now you know a bit more. Have you written a story somewhere on it?
2: I have, yes. So I wrote a story about my experience for Explore Travel, um, which goes into some of the regional newspapers in Australia. Can we access
1: that somewhere? Have you got a URL?
2: Yes, it's we'll also that online. Then. We'll yeah. publish
1: it in our show notes. So yeah. if you want to learn a bit more about Turtle Island, and uh, one thing you'll learn is that you can have breakfast in bed because Emily sent us a photograph of herself sitting up wearing the <laughs> yes. uh, dressing gown of Turtle Island and looks like she's about to tuck into a fabulous breakfast. So uh, there's another treat for those who stay. Emily, yes. thanks for your time. It's been lovely speaking with you and we'll look forward to chat to you again.
0: No problem. Thanks, Graham. Emily McCall affair on her dream getaway to beautiful Turtle Island. For more information, check out our show notes.
1: This is the Travel Rider Show on J eighty-eight FM in Melbourne.